0: Surely, if you've been a consumer of TV shows, you've noticed an ad here or there for a crossover episode. Buffy and Angel, Law and Order, Chicago Fire and PD. There's some excitement to creators bringing together two existing formats and adding a new element or two and seeing what happens. So welcome to the GLG's first ever crossover, combining one of our favorite topics with one of our favorite games and adding in a guest who has always inspired us to keep learning and trying new things welcome back to the glg cocktail lounge you're in for a treat welcome to the grounded learners guild the podcast that gets real about education authentic leadership and the transcendent power of being a part of a highly functioning team here are your hosts casey beach emily cochland and me jenny Lebrie.
1: our intention with this episode is to revisit two key concepts Looking at existing practices with a discerning eye and designing quality learning experiences for adults. And we want to facilitate a discussion on professional learning design for adults to determine what do we love, what do we loathe, and what should we only do once in a while. So we are excited to be playing our Milk Margarita Malort game again, which we will explain to those of you who are just joining us in a second. But before we do, we want to introduce you to our guest for today. We are excited to welcome Lindsay Zilly, hey. who is the Professional Learning Director for IDEA. Lindsay, thank you for joining us.
2: I'm so excited to be here with my people. Yay. It Yay. feels so good. Like this it. is like a recharge. I was looking forward to this all day to just talk with you and be in a safe space so thank you for having me it's been a dream of
0: ours to have you on so we are so excited to have you
3: yeah it's oh, kind of been a well, sidebar right. conversation mm-hmm.
1: can we have zilly yet can we yeah, have zilly <laughs>
2: always
1: what can, what can we find to talk to Lindsay zilly about let's do it asap Anything. Well,
2: i am an expert in diaper changing yes. and pd and whatever else i will come yes. on whenever you need me to any excuse to hide Hang away out. in my office
1: Yes. <laughs> well, welcome, O oh, Queen of Multitasking. We're so happy to have you here. <laughs> Casey, what was your brainchild in
0: this particular episode and why we chose not only Milk Margarita Malort with Lindsay Zilly, but also this topic with professional learning?
3: Well, I think it brings us back to our roots. This was one of the first, very first episodes that we did, and we ended up speaking a lot about hose PD and what makes quality effective learning for adults and adult learning theory so really this episode came from us really wanted to dig in more to that particular topic and who better to invite and engage with us than the director of professional learning for idea plus lindsay i like to say that i have stolen and remixed every single good idea about Good. PD from you and Kim.
2: Well, that's what we want. You, I don't even care if you give me credit for things. Just take it and use it with your people because that's how we all do better. I've done the same for Kim's stuff too. She is the one that gives me those little seeds that I'm like, okay, I could do this now. So mm-hmm. yep. I love that.
3: And that's why we wanted to bring back the Milk Margarita Malort game with you as well because... That whole PD narrative has been intertwined
1: with you, Kim, and this. So that's where it came from. Perfect. Yay. Even though you are in our safe space today, we are going to be pitting you against us in a little bit mm. of game time today. But we know you love a good game. It's, so let's, uh, let's have some fun here. Before we get going, like I said, I want to explain the game to anybody who might just be joining us for this episode. The game that we're playing today is more or less a little bit of a twist on that popular game that is often played with the consumption of adult beverages, where three verbs are listed, and you usually list three things, or people usually, and you, you say three things that you would do with those people. One you would marry, one you would kill, and one you'd do another thing. Adult. with that person <laughs> with two consenting adults yes, yes grown up things so since we are educators on this podcast, and we don't go that route, we take it down, we bolderize it a little bit, and we make it all just part of the little GLG cocktail lounge. So instead of those three verbs, we say three beverages instead. So the representation for each of our three beverages, when we talk about the sustainability of the things we are talking about regarding professional learning, milk, Is the marriage one that is your thing that should always be a thing or that you would do the most? And some of these might be hard because you might not want to marry any of them, stick with any (laughs) of them, milk (laughs) any of them. Yes, (laughs) But milk is the overall the healthiest of the three. Let's roll. I
2: don't want to milk any of them. Right, right.
1: (laughs) So option number two is margarita, and that is like, oh yeah, that's fun, but. Not all the time, because we all know what happens if there's too many margaritas. And the third one, we're going to pass through this again for our non-Chicago types. Third one is Malort, and that is on par with Kill. Lindsay, do you have any experience with Malort?
2: So I don't. And actually, when you had Kim Darche on, I learned about Malort along with the rest of your audience. And I don't have a fun story like Kim I think hers was at a train or something like that. (laughs) So I guess don't take my Chicagoan card, but no, no Malort here.
1: I will not. It was actually my bad Chicagoan goal for seven years of living in the city proper was my goal not to consume Malort. And I didn't. I made it. but. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard everything from what earwax to cleaning fluids oh. like burnt rubber, burnt rubber. Yeah. Old this oil. stuff is not good. So that is why malort, when we say that means the no way, never chuck it option mm-hmm. for whatever three things that we are talking about. So that is malort.
0: Mm-hmm. And for yep. anybody that's listening that's not from the area, if you look up the malort, I believe it's is it a real commercial for it was malort? from the loop. It was from <laughs> it was like a, um, the It's like it's a parody But it's worth a good watch on YouTube if you want to look up Malort. It gets pretty funny.
1: Yeah, it pretty much says it all about Mm -hmm. Malort and why it's in the tank. All right. Those are our three things. Milk, it's great. Margarita, once in a while. Malort, nope. And that's what we're going to be rolling with. So we're going to have Lindsay and one of the GLG go through each one of these ideas regarding professional learning or professional learning design and we're going to see if we match and lindsay you get a point for every one of us that you match up with on okay. these so let's see if we can stay intertwined then as we begin the game let's see if our matchups can continue having this kind of nice parallelism with how we think together so all right team let's go casey yes. you're up lindsay I am you up two.
3: first. yes yeah, so one of the first
1: things We jokingly
3: in the GLG call this training fondly the meeting about meetings. But when we were engaging in the meeting about meetings, learning about how to run an effective meeting, one of the things that the presenter mentioned is having some awareness of the physical space and being sure that you construct a learning environment that is conducive towards adult learning. So our three topics for learning space is Desk with attached chairs. So the ones that actual students sit in. The classic conference setup where everybody's in rows facing front, but no desks, no writing space. And then flexible seating. So I'm thinking of kudos idea con three or four years ago you had that flexible room where there was a vendor showing all this amazing furniture that particular space so which would you milk margarita malort
2: i just every time you say which would you milk uh, <laughs> i go to a place I'm a new baby. It's like <laughs> spoken like a mom of how many kids Lindsay? Five, five, five five kids, kids. <laughs> okay so gotta get back into the other hat that i wear every day for me the malort i'll do first okay the -hmm. the malort is desk with attached chairs i can't sit still and so i'm constantly swiveling in my own chair and i'm sitting on my feet i have to move around even just a little bit and the desks with attached chairs are just not conducive to me being able to do that also my sister is left-handed and those Uh desks never supported her writing style. So she would have to sit awkwardly in them and her arm would be hanging off the side. So we really aren't thinking about all of our students when we're thinking about desks with attached chairs or adult learners. So let's malort that. Mm -hmm. I do think that there's a place for that classic conference setup. So that's my margarita. There is a time and a place for it, especially when you're with your people at events. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to sit next to each other and not in that round table discussion, because you don't want to be that person that's multitasking or texting or distracted by each other and just focus on the presenter and who's speaking. It's respectful, but it's also a way for you to learn best as well. And then of course, flexible seating, I think is my, I'm going to milk it, the flexible seating. (laughs) That just makes sense to me, giving options, but I'm always cognizant of the fact that You have to set parameters still. Mm -hmm. I think there is a mistake that people make with just open-ended. So setting parameters for flexible seating, whether it's student learning or adult learning. But what I will say is I never assign seats for adult learning. Again, that's just a respect thing. If I want them to be grouped in a certain way, I'll ask them after the fact to work together with grade level teams or content area specific, but I'll never assign a seat to an adult learner so flexible seatings with parameters is my milk
3: nice yeah i'm definitely with you with the desk with attached chairs as being the malort the suckers are so hard to move and for some adults like me very difficult to sit comfortably in for long periods of time I stumped myself with the classic and the flexible because classic, you do have some flexibility still, like not that you really want to move stuff around, but it's very easy with adults to do the turn and talk in a classic conference setup as well. Find someone seated behind you. You can also fit more people. I know in COVID era, that's a little bit hard and then flexible seating just with the expense of that, even now still it's really hard to come by and have that available all the time.
1: Oh, this is so hard.
3: I will probably match you, Lindsay, to say flexible seating would be the do it as much as we can especially when it comes to adults they don't often get that flexible honoring their professionalism and how they need to learn as much as they mm-hmm. they should in those sorts of scenarios so i would agree
2: so we match one point for you yeah, <laughs> That is exactly what I was thinking too. And like, if I think back to going into a PD session, that's the first thing I do is like move things around and shift it. And like, if I can't do that, I don't feel like I've made my mark on the room either. Right.
1: I do like that idea of bringing in those norms or parameters. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. As the keeper of the norms, respect.
2: Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> awesome. Let's keep rolling. My goal is
2: to beat Kim.
1: Oh. What did Kim
0: have? I don't even remember. I think Emily, you were the you were the only
1: one who'd never really matched with Kim. I know, but I only had one question too. So yeah, I think there's true. more questions on this one. So you got a shot we'll, here. We'll
3: calculate the percent. We'll have mm-hmm. our oh, oh. our computational data. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll have yeah.
1: our computational gurus. We can start our all time GLG leaderboards for <laughs> guests. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so the second one is your AV or tech faux pas. So like something goes wrong, or you do something wrong with the technology. So the three things in question are the presenter isn't using the mic. The second one would then be losing the clicker. So you have to keep walking up to the computer, I would assume to go through the slides. (laughs) And then the third one is you're trying to share something on docs or drive, and it is not Shareable and everybody's clicking on it. We can't get it. We can't get this either. So, whatever was trying to be shared is not shareable. So, think about that for a second. Milk, margarita, or milord for these.
2: This is hard. The negative ones are hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, again, I'll start with malort and it's going to be the presenter doesn't use the mic. So, when I first started presenting, I wouldn't use the mic because I would joke. I have my teacher voice and It just didn't feel comfortable for me, either holding the mic or wearing it. But we spoke earlier about accessibility. And I Mm -hmm. think that we have to think about our audience. And it's not about how comfortable I feel with a microphone. It's about if my audience can hear me and if they have paid for this PD and are attending it and have some sort of hearing impairment. You need to be cognizant of that. So we shouldn't force somebody to have to raise their hand saying they can't hear me because of an accessibility or inaccessibility issue. Mm -hmm. So I think the presenters have a duty to use a microphone or whatever is needed so that their entire audience can access the presentations. Also, (laughs) I never use a clicker either. I always walk back because I sometimes need that moment to think, okay, what am I going to say next? What's on the next slide? Oh, it's this thing. And that's what I'm going to talk about. So that's hard. And yesterday I just shared a Google form and I didn't update the permissions because they changed the Google form permission where everything is located. And we've all been there. Yeah. Bad girl. I know. Right. It's like, I check it all. And then you send it off to a hundred people and you're like, oh, Oh, I I didn't check that one. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, okay. So I've got margarita and milk left, I guess. The margarita every once in a while will be losing the clicker and then milk would be the shared permissions because I want to give the world permission to not feel bad when that happens because it happens to all of us. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Two points for Lindsay (laughs) Zilly. That was my matchup too. Same exact reasons too. I think that the accessibility thing is key. I'm now sharing some space with some amazing speech pathologists and hearing itinerants. And that idea of making sure that everybody can hear you is incredibly important. So right with you on that. Losing the clicker, like I said, it would be annoying if it always happened. But once in a while, I don't think it totally kills the flow, especially if there's a group or more than one person presenting together, you can usually just be like, okay, you do it. Now we switch mm-hmm. when it's my part. Yep. You can usually figure it out with other people. But that sharing permissions thing, Casey has mentioned this a couple of times when we talk about PD permission to fail. Happens yep. to me too. Yes. That little goof, and it's a technology goof more than a presenting goof. And you can be like, yep, happens to everybody, mm-hmm. even tech nerds like us. So
2: I'd rather invest the time in the content than the logistics of the content. You tell me and I'll fix it for you, but the content is going to be good.
1: So, I if probably. you are keeping score with Darshay, you have managed to do something she hasn't, which is match with me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> all right.
0: Are we ready for the third? Yep. So, this is resources. I will try to do it justice, but I think of Casey with resources as well. I see she has a Mary Poppins bag of books. Her brain is like that too. She just wants to keep putting in all the resources. So, here's what we've got for Milk Margarita Mollort. When you are engaged in professional learning, we've got HyperDocs being able to access resources from presenters that have created HyperDocs and shared with the world. Presenter doesn't give slides or any resources. And third, slides with all the words.
2: Okay, this one's another tricky one, but I have to go with my gut. So Malort for me is slides with all the words because that speaks to the presentation style as well. And that I don't necessarily jive with. That's not how I learn best. And so the slides being inundated with words and then if you go to the next step of reading all of those words you lose me I want to get rid of that less is more slides are free so make a thousand of them if you need to and just break it up so that's my malort margarita I guess is presenter doesn't give slides because I'll take pictures I'll take pictures, I'll get them somehow. Or you just ask. Sometimes they aren't even thinking about it. So then milk would be HyperDoc. You got all the things, all the resources, you get all the links that you need and you don't have to feverishly take down all of the notes or snap all the pictures that now your phone has no memory for your children because you have (laughs) conference pictures of people's slide decks. So that's what I'm going with.
0: Well, here's the thing, Lindsay, I have waffled a few times in my brain before you started talking. So now Ooh. do I go with where I was or do I go with making her have a point? I'm I'm like, go
3: with where you were. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go with how you yeah. feel. Like, yeah. yeah. that
0: oh. was. All right. So <laughs> I did Malort with presenter doesn't give slides because I was thinking like a presenter may not be sharing their content. It's hard to come by somebody who really doesn't want to share, especially in the educational world. But I would think like, Man, why not? Why aren't you sharing with me? So that's why I originally said Melort, but then I thought of the same thing as you. I was like, Oh, but you could always take pictures. There's always a workaround for that. So Mm -hmm. so am I really different? I don't know. That's where my initial gut check went. And then I agree with you on the the milk being hyperdoc as well. You can't go wrong with that. The accessibility, it's just all right there for you. And that would put Margarita with the slides with all the words. I agree with you, though. I like the visually stimulating, the ones that tell stories, the ones that get you engaged. So that's why it was that. But I could totally see Margarita. Emily, you are the
1: facilitator and czar of the episode. Does she get a point or where are we at? I don't think so. Your gut check reaction. You, you got to trust your gut when it comes to Malort, mm-hmm. Jenny. You, have to. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes.
0: you don't want to mess with Malort. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly.
1: So as episodes are, I have to say we uh, we have to roll with <laughs> no point on this one. The role of Emily will be played by Jenny today. Yeah. There you
2: go, yeah. But it's all on how you interpret it, too, right. though. Like it, It's the lens that you're using to look at it. And for me the slides with the words that irks me and I can't get past that because it again, it talks about how you are as a presenter and what I'm about to experience in, if you're not going to share with me, I'll figure out a way to get your stuff. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it comes back to learning theory, you can't listen and read at the same time. Mm-mm. So which one do you want me to do? Exactly. And we know that story, nine times out of 10 is far more impactful mm-hmm. than reading simple text. So that's mm-hmm. the stuff that's going to stick more.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, Jenny, if we all agreed on all of yeah. these two, professional learning design would be super easy and everybody would do it but they don't so there's going to be different lenses and perspectives that people bring when they come for professional learning and we've talked about that before too but yeah it's okay to not have agreement across the board we're all gonna have to work for our points here you know Mm -hmm.
2: that's how we get better too
1: that's right right on so we are continuing with the next matchup Casey you're up yes so this is routine. So there are
3: often times when we facilitate PD, there are different activities or segments if you will, that we incorporate to try to shift the way someone who's listening to us is thinking and just engages with us and the learning that's taking place. So in routines, we've got three choices, role-playing, icebreaker and a gallery walk or a carousel is sometimes the other thing that it could mm-hmm. be considered. So milk margarita malorts
2: routine. Okay. So I will preface this by saying I am an imposter. I am actually a really big introvert that pretends to be an extrovert. I am someone who needs to recharge in silence and I get very nervous and anxious about certain social situations. And so that's where I'm coming from with these answers. And I fake it, but it's for the good of the group because I'm here for teachers. So that's my disclosure here. Mm -hmm. So my malort is role playing. I can't, I can't, (laughs) I can't get into it. I just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right with me. I'm uncomfortable and I don't get anything out of it then. So like Mm. the whole point of role-playing is so that you can learn something and there's this aha moment. And for me, I'm sweating the whole time, like thinking about how they're judging me as this new character that I now have to build a backstory for. (laughs) And like, okay, so I was a principal in this district for how many years and like, okay, what's my motivation? What's my why? (laughs) And is that the point? No, it's not. So role-playing, get that out of there. I Mm -hmm. can't, can't do it. Mm Okay, so then my margarita is gallery walk and carousel because I think routines like that can be overused but are purposeful and meaningful if used in the right context. we're talking like ISTE standards or prerequisite knowledge or something about book talks, that's great. But they could be overused. So once in a while, definitely. I especially like the silent ones where you just have a minute to throw things up again. The introvert in me likes the silence and people just can walk around and digest information without necessarily having to talk about it. But my milk is icebreakers and (laughs) I have so many PD sessions on icebreakers in general. I know it's such a cliche word, icebreaker, so I try and rename it for people and make them feel better about it so it's less triggering. Engagement hooks, introduction pieces, I don't care what you call them the way that I do icebreakers feels right to me as an introvert Mm. and as a fake extrovert, as long as I always give my audience an easy out. So if we're doing an activity that they're not vibing with, I give them an easy out and they don't necessarily have to follow through with it. So I love icebreakers and my former idea president (laughs) makes fun of me. And I actually did a PD session at his district and I have notes that said their favorite part of it was the icebreakers and so i just showed him in his face i'm like look <laughs> you got they the data love the to icebreakers. back it up. <laughs> exactly <laughs> they love the icebreakers and you're gonna see them in all of your classrooms now <laughs> so that's my go-tos
3: so jenny you were not alone in the not a match category Ugh. so i definitely a match with you in terms of role-playing because you are in good company with three additional passing extroverts. We are all introverts as well, which we mentioned in our previous episode, where we talk about how to really make introverts into a strength. So, Total serendipitous conversation. So for me, yeah, role playing is definitely I remember at a training I was sort of forced to be a difficult or challenging teacher and it was the most awkward and uncomfortable seven minutes. Do you ever of my like life. go
2: too hard? Be like, I'm the difficult parent, and then you're just like <laughs> way too difficult because you're, you're just there's no in between now. Right. Like yeah, Is this too much? Is this too much? Is- yes, that's too much. Yeah,
3: yeah, I had to actually think about an actual person that I have worked with mm-hmm. before, and almost like being John Malkovich in that situation. Yeah. I don't like to do that. I really yeah, don't like that's do bad that. Vibes. But then you feel guilty
2: <laughs> right. afterwards, and now it's a whole other wave of emotions, and yep. it's just not worth it
3: not worth it so definitely role-playing was the malort for me I put icebreaker as the the margarita the new favorite word that I've heard them as is the inclusion so let's do the inclusion but the reason it's so triggering for me right now is because I was coaching a couple of teachers and I had asked them because they were going to facilitate their own meeting and I asked okay do you want an icebreaker they're like oh god no No forced fun, no forced fun. (laughs) So that was the term that they had associated with it. Mm -hmm. So definitely if you've got the right experience, the right inclusion, totally worth fun and doing. And the introvert in me loves the movement that comes from the gallery walk and the carousel. Even though, yes, I totally agree. It could be overused, but just that reminder that we need to get up and move. I heard a quote recently that... The brain can only handle what the behind can endure. So the gallery walk really gets, like people, it. Really gets people up and moving, mm-hmm. even if it's not used to the best of its ability. So we do not match, unfortunately.
2: That's okay. I'm still going to try and convince you about icebreakers anyway in the <laughs> next minute here. So the other thing about icebreakers <laughs> is that is important and in all serious, though, yeah. as a coach, I don't often have those really long relationships with teachers yet. So I could go into a third grade classroom, I've seen them around, I have to do something to start that relationship. So maybe it's not your standard icebreaker, but I have to figure out a way to get to know them, whether it's a forum for questions, or we just sit and chat, or there has to be something that I do that does break the ice so that I can show my heart to them and they know that I'm not evaluating them. I'm here to support them in any way I can. So that they feel that, again, we have this safe space for me to coach them through these conversations. And so that's where icebreakers for me are so valuable and so important from that coaching perspective.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. (laughs) Especially if you've got the Lindsay Zilly slide deck of kick-ass icebreakers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is in my repertoire of, hmm, I wonder what I could pull in here.
2: What can I pull out today? Exactly.
1: So the next one is the, we've got three potential challenging participants. So think of when you're presenting and you're looking out or walking around and you've got negative Nancy, your eye roller, your RBF person, just always looking mad. You've got multitasking Michonne. So on the phone, on the computer, doing other stuff checking in, checking out. And then we got Lost Larry. Millions of questions. Doesn't understand it. Needs a ton of support. Milk, Margarita, Malort.
2: I can kind of predict we're not going to match already because <laughs> of my answers that are in my head right now. So I'm going to start with Milk and Milk is Lost Larry for me. Those people are the ones that want to learn and maybe nobody's ever really taking the time to slow down Mm. and sit with them. I love sitting with those people. They're very humble. They're so eager to figure out what to do next. And they're often the most appreciative. So I love the lost Larry's. My margarita is actually negative Nancy because they push me to be better. They push me to think differently and to switch perspectives and see where it is they're coming from because I think, People are often negative when they have a lot of baggage or other things in their past, in their experiences, in the week, maybe what happened that morning. And so it helps me take a peek into their world and better plan for them for next time. So I do take it personally, but I try not to. And with that, it just helps push me forward and just be a better support for people. So then by default, my malort would be multitasking Michonne. There's no real rhyme or reason for that, just kind of defaulted to that. But-
1: There has to be one. <laughs>
2: there has to be one, yeah. The thing that does bother me is if people are all of a sudden on their phone and then I see somebody else in the room look at their phone, that throws me. Mm. I get it. Maybe you're deciding where you want to go for lunch, but in my head, I think, oh my God, what did I just say? I'm making a fool of myself. What did I do? So maybe that's where I'm coming from with multitasking, Michonne, is that I tend to second guess myself when those people are in the audience and having a conversation outside of what's going on in front of them.
1: First of all, I want to say I really appreciate that idea of perspective of how the negative person can push you, because I think that really is important for our listeners to hear. It was important for me to hear just thinking of that a different way, because, yeah, we all take it personally when somebody is negative that said, I have to follow the rules that I made Jenny follow. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yep. I'm going with I, my gut it. check on this. And you were right, we did not match. In fact, we were exact opposites on milk and Malort because I gave multitasking Michonne the milk because multitasking is such a normal part of the way a lot of people function, the way I function. And somebody looking at their computer could be emailing a colleague the amazing thing you Mm -hmm, just said. mm -hmm. Somebody on their iPad could be sketchnoting what you're talking about. Somebody on their phone could even just be like texting themselves awesome stuff. The way people process and utilize technology particularly, some people just need to process with the person next to them if they're multitasking by like actual conversation. So I really try, try to understand that I personally don't always engage with eye contact with the people mm-hmm. that I am the most plugged into because I'm trying to take it all in and I need the technology to help me with that. So I understand a multitasking mission. So I probably true. am one. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to give that the nod. Lost Learys, I have a soft spot for them too, but I think that's Milk just because they do take a lot of the presenters' attention. And if there's mm-hmm. other people in the room that could also use some assistance it does monopolize a presenter when there's a lost Larry in the room but there's definitely a time and a place for helping that sweet person who just needs a little bit extra to get through it and like you said they're always extremely gracious and lovely and nice to work with. Lost Larry's. Mm -hmm. Negative Nancy, it just, again, it's petty, but it bugs me. I do take it personally if someone's eye rolling or giving me the hard glare the whole time. I'm trying to talk about something. It makes me second guess everything I'm saying. It makes me nervous. I probably speed up my Mm -hmm. presentation and it's not even as good of a presentation. Now again, like you said, that person's feedback is invaluable to me Mm -hmm. because if there's something I could improve for next time. So like, I want to see what a negative Nancy writes on the Google form, but in the actual adult learning presentation or session, that's hard because I feel like feeling that person's energy makes me not do as well as I could.
0: It's interesting As you were talking, I know we make this a game and we're trying to get points out of matching, but I sometimes find actually often find that when there is disagreement, you learn more. And Mm -hmm. so even just listening to both of you guys talk, I'm happy that you didn't have the point or the matchup here because what Emily had to say about multitasking was really eye opening. And then Lindsay, what you had to say about the negative Nancy and the feedback was also a really good spin on that, too. And without that dissension, per se, we might Mm -hmm. not have heard that for the game. Okay, great points. But the conversation conversation is deeper and more meaningful when sometimes we're willing to talk about where we're feeling because that's really where we open up and show different perspectives and people can hear the value of all types of personalities
1: and the podcast would be like five minutes
0: (laughs) (laughs) isn't that true Next up, this one I'm super excited about, especially, Lindsay, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say, because there's one thing about your professional learning that we have always fangirled over, and that is just, its they're always so engaging, they're so fun, you always have a way to personalize it and make it not only your own, but make it something that people really want to come back for more. And so this is that section of personalizing it, as we call it. This one's going to be hard, especially with the Malort, I'm already feeling it, so... Let's see where you go with this one. The first one is bitmojis. The second is it gifs or GIFs? That's
2: what I was waiting for. G- G- I have
0: heard by the inventor he says gif, but I know Emily that's, I know Emily's thumbs down is it. G-? So I usually say gifs, but Emily, you'll hear her say gif. and then I have the big third, feels about it. <laughs> yes <yeah, sure. laughs> We could do a whole episode on that alone. <laughs> and then the last one is music during work time.
2: okay. Well, first, thank you so much for. What you said earlier, that's very flattering. And I do try and make the PD experiences opportunities where the participants see themselves in the planning. I think that's so important. Are you drinking Malort right now, Emily? Like, it looks like you just did a little...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does look like a shot glass, right? from It's peanut butter screwball. I usually have a whiskey when we play this game, just because it makes me think of a drink. But she's like, it's been a long Saturday. <laughs> I've been alone with my twins for a lot of hours, so the whiskey is visiting. <laughs> yes, it is not Malort, Or you'd be getting way better faces out of me on the podcast. <laughs>
2: like, everything's like slurring together towards the end. Well, yeah. thanks, everybody. We
1: appreciate you for joining us. No. <laughs> We're really getting
0: into the genuineness of
2: the game. <laughs> authenticity. Nothing but <Yeah>, yeah, authenticity. <laughs> Gotta be me. Everyone else is taken. Okay, so. I, I mean, I like them all. I know it's like, hard. I don't, I don't want to malort any of them. Okay, so I will milk music during work time. I like to use music not only for breaks, but as my timer. I'm terrible at wait time. So if I use a song, then that's a general idea. I've Okay, I've waited long enough. I like to start every PD session with music because it also sets the tone and the vibe. And it lets everybody kind of relax. And then another tool from Kim Darshay's tool belt was creating that playlist based on the people that are attending. Getting that information from them ahead of time. And then they're like, oh, this is my jam. And it just makes like some pretty funky, crazy Playlist that you can listen to later on, and you're like, this is weird, but I like it. And then I know it's so hard. I'm gonna Margarita the GIFs because I love responding in GIFs that just gets the point across on Twitter, on Instagram, and text messages. That to me just conveys personality when you're speaking in the text world. Oh, and then malording bit bitmojis, but. But by default. But by default. Yes,
1: because you have to.
2: Because I'm sorry, Mm Bitmoji. But also, they've kind of run their course, too. They're not as new and shiny anymore, so they can take it. Mm Mm-hmm they can handle, my Lord. Yay, I'm
0: thrilled we match. Yeah, All right, points for Lindsay. There we go. I didn't want to goose egg you. <laughs> <laughs> so I agree with you. There were a couple of things that you said especially that really stood out to me. The first part is when we think of personalizing it, yeah, personalizing it for your own spin of like your own personal brand is cool. But really, when you think about personalizing it, so people feel like a shared ownership of that Mm -hmm. experience, that's when you really can hook people. And I just I cannot agree more with that. That is amazing. And the second thing that you said about the even asking your participants, if you have that ahead of time, for their input on what they can bring to the table, including their music choices. I think that's really cool too, because yeah, they're like, that's my jam, or that's me, or that's another way to do icebreakers. Mm -hmm because you're getting to know people and their genres that they prefer so it's a great thing so I agree with you absolutely the milk is music during work time or music throughout it's just another Mm -hmm. way to stimulate the brain too it's another sensory why not absolutely and then margarita the gifs yep they're so much fun you can always find something for any kind of occasion no matter what so why not and by default, I know, I agree, but only by default, Bitmojis. Yeah. We have lots of fun, and it's almost like we challenge ourselves, can you find the right Bitmoji for the job? Because that's also a challenge. But mm-hmm. yes, I agree. Things ebb and flow, and they've had their heyday. And Yes, so, exactly. So I guess time, they've time had to, get had to drunk sit on, on the Lord. Yep. It's hard to get drunk on the Lord. Yes. Awesome. All right, so Lindsay has three or four points? Three. Three, three points. Eight, yeah. Three up. Okay. All right, we ready for the last one? Should we do like speed round? around speed run on this last one so this last category is new since covid so what are some new things that have come up as a result of the pandemic and why we have had to with like anything shift how we offer and what we offer and what professional learning experiences happen now as a result of ways to dare i say it pivot with the pandemic (laughs) so we have access presentations or resources for
1: 90 days afterwards sometimes it's 60 i just wrote 90 sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) depends on the conference sometimes Mm -hmm. twitter chat the back channel participation and virtual in-person options so having both virtual and in-person for those presenters and participants that come to join the learning experiences
2: okay guys like made these so challenging so milk i'm gonna say is virtual in-person options and the reason being is putting on my director professional learning hat idea serves the entire state of illinois and the more that i can get pd to central and southern illinois through these virtual options the better and there are less opportunities in central and southern illinois so if they're able to join virtually because they can't leave their school. Right now, subs are not happening. People are not being allowed to go places because we don't have people to fill in for them. So having that virtual option, in addition to the in-person option, I think is so powerful. Personally, I love to be in person, but if I can't, at least I have an alternative. So that's milk. I'm going to say margarita is access to presentations and resources for 90 days after 60 days, whatever it is. There's no way that I could possibly get to all the content in a virtual conference in the time of a conference period. There's just so much stuff and giving me that extra time to go through it when I can, go back to it, or I guess this might be cheating, looking on Twitter and seeing that somebody recommended this presentation and I didn't even know about it and then going to check on it days after it's been released I think is also valuable so then like by default Malort is the Twitter chat back channel participation but I love Twitter so
0: (laughs) I think I can save this one for you Lindsay I think I can yeah don't feel so bad because here's the thing I match with you and here's why, and I'll get especially to the mobile art piece. But yes, virtual in person, it just makes more accessibility for everybody. Agreed. Ding on that one. Access to presentations, resources afterwards, after the fact, that has been an awesome resource that now you can get to more and you can see more and you can use it asynchronously versus only within those three days, right? Right, right. And then twitter chat back channel participation we can malort for how we create within our learning experience design because if it's good enough it's going to be on twitter anyway right Mm -hmm. so we can malort that as far as how we plan and put that stuff out there because it doesn't go away it doesn't take twitter out of the game right they can still we'll just malort it on the uh, like from our brains as we're on the dl -hmm. DL.
2: don't kick us off of twitter no nope. (laughs) That's how we all met, I think. Right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, we
1: love it. These ones are hard. Where there's ones where you don't want to malort anything, yeah. and there's mm-hmm. been more than a couple of those. All right, what's the total? Four, Four points for yeah. Lindsay Zilly. Nice work.
3: Woo-hoo. Well done. I feel like that is a tie. I feel I
2: like think, it is, too.
3: I think we're gonna have, to have, have to have a to have rematch.
1: So we usually like to finish with a little bit of a round robin takeaway. This has been a really fun set of games and we've approached it in kind of a playful way. But when you think overall on a whole about learning experience design and all of the many things we've talked about, we like to go around and do takeaways. Lindsay, do you want to share one or do you want us to go first?
2: I can share one. The biggest thing is not feeling like you always have the right answer Mm. and being willing to make space for other perspectives in that it's so important. I wanted to try and associate, this is malort margarita and milk, and this is the reason why, but it's cool to see that it could be a totally different order based on somebody else's life experiences, classroom, family background, anything can change, and you have to be willing to be open to that, whether you're a teacher in a classroom, a PD provider, a coach, anything in education. It's all about perspective.
1: Love it.
3: I'll go next. You mentioned when we were talking about the challenging participants segment, the negative Nancy usually is that person who is negative for a reason. There's some sort of baggage that they're carrying or some sort of thing in the forefront of their brain that makes them go that negative route. And I appreciated that refreshing perspective of this person through that behavior is providing me feedback that i can then not spiral about because i do that Mm -hmm. but just trying to help me improve as a presenter so that was my big takeaway so thank you for that
1: i can go next and actually not to go even further in the i'm quoting lindsay zilly department but let's just roll with it the thing that's sticking in my head that you said today was anything can bomb and anything can be wildly successful it just really depends on that audience and that authenticity and while that's not necessarily like a guideline that somebody can follow i think that idea of considering your audience while still being authentic to yourself as a presenter mm-hmm. that that is the key balance that we all try to seek when we're planning professional learning for others we want there to be opportunities to react to our audience and to consider what our participants are thinking about and saying and need from us and just on the fly while at the same time there's some things where I will never be Kim Darche and how I say certain things and do certain things. I should be Emily Coakland. I shouldn't try to be somebody else. You really have to choose your methodology and be true to yourself Mm -hmm. while still considering your participants needs all about balance.
0: Yes. And I'm just going to go with the trifecta of Lindsay Zilly brilliance here and, and I feel like so you the, should get a
1: bonus point
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think So, hey you're the episodes star; you can give it to her so so the one that popped out to me that idea of personalization for the content when in doubt when I'm creating a learning experience for especially adult learners it can be kind of nerve-wracking right when you Lindsay brought up It's really not about me. It's about you said that with the microphone, like being accessible to others. But then you've also said that with it's not about necessarily my bitmoji and what's my branding for how I'm pushing this out to people. But it's really when in doubt, crowdsource, take in the information that you're getting from your learners, really put that emphasis on you're happy that your audience is there. You are the reason we're here and you're going to give me as much to
1: learn from as I can help you as well. And that reciprocity is pretty cool. Love it. And now that brings us to game time. Even though we've been gaming the whole time, this is completely devoid of pressure or need to match. It's just for the heck of it to uh, have a laugh at the end. so we begin this one with a would you rather, and this is, wow, would you rather present in a space with no air conditioning or have to use your phone's Wi-Fi for your presentation?
2: So just like be a normal teacher? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well played. Um. <laughs> <Zing>. <laughs> I mean, I guess the AC for me, I'll, uh, I did it for 15 years. What's one more day? <laughs> I don't trust my phone.
1: Yeah, I don't have very good cell reception either. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that one. And I did for my first three years of teaching, no air conditioning. Also, mm-hmm. like, you know, let's just we'll hang a lampshade on it. Idea in February. So <laughs> 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 we wouldn't be hot. It's cool. <laughs>
3: right. There you go. Yeah, these ladies might know my answer. I'd rather wing up prayer, <laughs> wing in a prayer with the phone, Wi Fi. I've done it, <laughs> then present with no air conditioning. I already look like a drowned rat because of my oh, anxiousness. No. no, it really is bad. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's horrible. So I need, need, need the AC even in Um, february even in february
2: (laughs) (laughs) she comes in a tank top to present she's like i'm here guys well no it it
3: comes from self-preservation like we've told this story before that when i first started presenting i would have to wear scarves while i'm presenting because i would get beet red and it would just look like i was terrified beyond all reason and it's really difficult to wear your scarf protection and (laughs) not have ac at the same time
2: (laughs) A turtleneck tank top? It still it needs the AC. The AC. Yeah. still needs the <laughs> AC. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I would present with no AC. Easy. All right.
2: Yeah. Teach your
0: life. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Used
1: to it. So the next one is just more of a general question. What is your favorite pump up song prior to presenting? What would you start playing first on your own playlist?
2: Champion by Bishop Briggs. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Not many people have heard it. It just gets you. I can't explain it. Listen to it after this if you don't want to go to bed. But oh, totally, <laughs> it's will a good one. Mine is
3: <laughs> classic, and it reminds me of these two ladies that we see on the screen. But hold on, by Wilson Phillips,
2: <laughs> I love it and the end of Bridesmaids, yes, the movie. Yes.
3: <laughs> so I re- yeah yeah that is my pump up. That's a good like, answer. I can get through this. Just hold on for <laughs> one more day. This is going to feel really uncomfortable, but you got this. And yeah, yeah. yeah. you're wearing your scarf. Yep. It's all good. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs> One of my areas for growth is knowing music. These guys know there's sometimes a Beatles song will be playing and I'll be like, who? Who does this song again? Like I don't even know. like having to know who, who does what. I, I'm the worst. But Casey, I can credit this one to you. I won't be able to give you an artist or a song, but what I do when I need to be really focused and work and or get pumped up, I usually do some kind of uh, what is it? Kate, come on, help me out here. I need your help. When we do like the the movie scores.
3: Or oh like, mm. like Game of Thrones entry yeah, music. Yeah. Or yeah. like that. Dwadi's instrumental yeah. music for deep f- focus. Like if you have to knock something out, putting the Game of Thrones soundtrack playing on Spotify or Pandora does wonders for powering you up. Yep. 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 That's, that's my Casey hack for music. Thank you.
0: There
1: you <laughs> nice.
2: Better than a shot of Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everything is better than a shot of Malor.
3: <laughs> Licking a tire is better than a shot of
1: So I have to go back to the summer pop culture playground for this one is you both have really gotten me in that queen mode with thinking about what I want to listen to and what makes me think about professional learning that's been fun and is successful in the past and Queen's really got it I think I would probably go with we will rock you just because it's let's go it's got the audience engagement it's got the boom and I don't want it to sound like I'm going to fight with my participants but on the flip side if it's just my own personal pump up like let's go you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I want to get in that headspace and it just reminds me of fun stuff we've done before and makes me happy so there it is Go on. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today. This game was a blast. and We mentioned something about a tie and coming back, so we would love to have you back down the road. That would be really fun. And, of course, we are looking forward to seeing your future endeavors with professional learning. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you on social and what's coming up for you?
2: Yeah, I coach Lindsay on Twitter and Instagram, and then all the idea stuff, Idea Illinois. You'll see my touch on it in different places. Idea Con's in February. It's going to be an incredible event. And it's totally immersive. So many different experiences this time. So some cool things on the horizon. That's awesome.
1: That's exciting. Uh, yeah, be sure to check those out GLG listeners. And hopefully we'll be seeing you very soon. Lindsay mm-hmm. Zilly. Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks so much. much for <laughs>
2: Yay! I'd love to be a repeat. Call. Yay. Yay! Call me back anytime.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> and that's it for this episode of the Grounded Learners Guild. Many thanks to you for choosing to engage with our Guild's content, as we passionately continue to advocate for adult learners with the transparent conversations about the world of education, impactful leadership, and the power of high-functioning teaming. If you'd like to connect with the Guild, the power of the PLN continues. You can find us on our website, thegroundedlearnersguild.com and on Twitter at Guild, at C. Veacher, at TechCoachM, and at Jenny Labrie using the hashtag GLGPodChat. Feedback is a powerful tool that allows us to be responsive to the topics that matter to you most. If you haven't yet already, or if you're finding us for the first time, how about leaving us a review? It helps us to improve our work, allows us to bring you quality and customized content, and assists others in finding our guild as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream. Thanks again for joining us. Casey, Emily, and me, Jenny, in today's episode of the Grounded Learners Guild. See you at the next guild meeting. And in the meantime, do your best to stay grounded.